0: Turn with me to Mark 11, please. Mark 11 and then 2 Timothy 1. Mark 11, Jesus is speaking. And they had just witnessed him speaking to the fig tree and how that it changed just because he spoke to it. And Jesus answering said to them, have, verse 22, have faith in God. And verse uh, 23, he said, Verily I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And see, the reason he's talking about it is because he said something to the tree. Is saying involved with faith? Oh, big time. Big time. So when you learn about faith, you learn about saying. How did you get born again? Hm? You believe in your heart. And what else? You say, now if you just said something, but you didn't believe it. You know, there's been cases where people kind of are pushy with people To try to get them to pray the so-called sinner's prayer. And there's been people that just pray it. Just to get them to shut up and go away and leave them alone. But they didn't believe it. And they didn't give their heart to the Lord. So were they born again? No. No. Uh Uh-uh. But if you really believe it in your heart. Which isn't that what he's saying right here in verse 23. If you'd say it. And what else? Not doubt in your heart. But believe in your heart. That what you said. Come to pass. You'd have what you say. So saying is a big part of faith, isn't it? Of uh, acting your faith, of releasing your faith, of setting faith in motion, saying. And I know a lot of people have made fun and about people that make confessions and sometimes people that visit us. And uh, I mean, we've already made uh, 65 confessions by this point in the service probably, yeah. right? I mean, we've said a lot of stuff, but hey, that's all right. Jesus is called the uh, high priest of our confession of what we say. We're giving him something to work with in our lives. The Bible said, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Do you believe that? Yes, sir. It's just the truth. People can make fun all they want, but the Bible's still true. Sometimes people talk about, well, you know, y'all are that confess it, possess it bunch. Well, where did we get that from? Y'all just believe you can believe it and say it. That's the craziest thing. Watch what you're calling crazy. Y'all are just Haganites. Y'all are just Copelandites. Y'all know y'all this. Well, uh, pardon me, but this was written a long time before there was a Kenneth Hagan or a Kenneth Copeland or Charles Caps or any of those got Right? So what would that make us? Instead of a Haganite, I reckon it would make us a Jesusite. And that's all right. (laughs) Huh? If you're not a Jesusite, you ought to become one tonight. (laughs) This is one of those nights, isn't it? (laughs) Verse 22, Jesus said what? Have faith in God. Now, we don't want to assume we know everything he meant when he said that and everything he said when he said that. If we understand something there, it's just a part of it. There's always more. His word is alive. And anything that's alive, you look at it today and you'll see one thing. You look at it tomorrow, you'll see something else. Because it's alive. And his word is living. In uh, 2 Timothy 1, if you want to turn over there, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 12. 2 Timothy 1.12. Paul had been experiencing persecution for preaching the gospel. But he said, uh, For which cause I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know. Whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Is Paul saying he has faith in God? He didn't just say, I know what I have believed. He didn't just say, I know what I believe. What did he say? I know whom I have believed. He's not just believing in a principle. He's believing in a person. And Jesus said, Have faith. See, He didn't just say, Have faith in faith. He didn't just say, Have faith in the Bible. I mean, at one point, Jesus said, Search the Scriptures. Because in them you think you have eternal life. And they're testifying of me. And you won't come to me. Isn't it sad that there's people. That's beating on the Bible. And hollering about it. And it's telling them about Jesus. And they won't even receive him. We don't want to be dead letter. Of the word people. We want to be living word. People. Jesus is. The living word. And our faith. Uh, you know, we have the utmost respect for the Bible. Yes, but our faith is not just in ink and paper. That's right. Our faith is in the one yes. who said the words yes. that are recorded in this holy book. Yes, in the one. Yes. Not just in what we believe. We know in whom we've believed. And we're persuaded Amen. that he, not it... He, He is able and He is trustworthy. And He is faithful to keep what we have trusted Him to keep and to do. Somebody say, I believe in Him. I believe in in the Lord. I I trust the Lord. I I have faith faith in in God. Glory. Glory, have faith in God. Now, the word faith, let me give you the definitions to it again. This is both Old Testament and New Testament words that are translated faith. It literally means to be firm, to be stable. It means to build up our support. Now that is the literal. What picture does that paint? foundation something that's firm something that's stable something that'll support you that's something you can stand on without fear of falling that's something you can lean on depend on rest your weight on without concern it's going to collapse under you or let you down that's faith other words to be certain To be true, to be quiet, to be permanent, to be established. It's all giving you the same idea, isn't it? And then these words that we're already familiar in, to believe in, or to trust. The New Testament words, most of the time, is the word confidence. In fact, the same word translated faith is translated confidence in the same King James New Testament. And it is an excellent word to renew your mind. What do you have confidence in? Let's talk specifically. If you gotta pay your bills, what do you have confidence in that's gonna get those bills paid? Now, the Lord may use people. He might use your job. He might use a sale. He might use somebody that knows you. But those are just vehicles and channels and avenues. And your confidence is not shouldn't be in them. And your eyes shouldn't be on them. Because the ones he used last time, he may not use this time. And he may use somebody you just don't know at all. Or somebody you'd never imagine. That could do it or would do it. But our confidence is not in man or the arm of flesh or the ability of man. Our confidence is in him. And you know that when you realize not on Friday night, not on Sunday morning when you're in church and I'm calling for you to say Amen. I'm talking about on Tuesday afternoon, when you don't have the money and you don't know where it's going to come from and there is no organ music, (laughs) what are you counting on to make it through? What are you resting and relying on? What are you trusting in? What do you have confidence? Well, I'll work hard. Well, that means you believe in work. You have faith in work to meet all your needs. I'll get more jobs. (laughs) I'll work overtime. Y'all got quiet on me now. (laughs) If that's just what you do without thinking or without checking or without looking, checking in with Him, then it's obvious when it comes to getting your bills paid, you have faith in your job. What did Jesus say have faith in? Help me out. Amen. Have faith in God. There are so many people that talk so much about faith in God. But when it comes time to get something done, they gravitate right back to what they were used to and what other people look to in the natural If you've got a problem in your body, what are we counting on to make it out of it? Now, the Lord may use a number of things to help you. He might use a doctor to help you. He might use a nurse to help you. might use a medicine to help you. Or He might not. But you can tell what your faith is in when something comes up. Who do you look to? And you can tell that even people that claim to believe in healing, that's just as long as they feel good. Yeah. And everything's going fine. But then when there's a need and something's wrong, they go, well, this is serious. i got to do this or i got to do that. And you can tell they're not just believing God might use a doctor. Their confidence is completely in the doctor. I right. so what's wrong with that? A lot. Because it's all too quick that that man or woman will look at you and say, I'm sorry. There's nothing more that we can do. This happens every day. And if your full confidence is in a doctor or a lawyer or mom or dad or your boss or the president or the governor or whoever, you are gonna be let down. You're gonna be disappointed. Because men are men. Not just, I mean, sometimes they won't do some things, but so many times they just can't do it. It's not within their power. It's not within their knowledge. It's not within their ability. Parents, wean your children off of you and onto him as soon as you can. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? What do you mean? Well, if they're coming here, I know they're learning how to believe God. But they'll still keep trying to ride your coattail. Even when they can do it on their own. (laughs) Somebody says he's done going to meddling now. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to stay with it too. (laughs) And you'll see more clearly in just a minute, you ought to take this seriously. because you are not the provider, and you're not the healer, and you don't know everything, and you can't do everything. I know pastor friends of mine, Phyllis's, for years, pretty close, and their two daughters we loved and enjoyed and fellowship with, and we saw them grow up over the years, and I was at his church ministry one time, and his girl, what was she, 17 or 18? Yeah, about 18, I think, 17 or 18. And she got sick during the meeting. And she's piled up in the bed. And she was out a day or two, and of course, we're concerned about her. And she wants me and Daddy to come pray for her. So we go to the room, we go in to pray for her. And the Lord said, no. You just back her up. I thought, hmm. Now realize, this girl's been here in faith since she was big enough to hear anything. Are y'all listening now? She's not even trying to use her faith. Really, with the situation, she should have already got on top of this and been back in service. But she just kind of yielding to it, waiting for Daddy and Brother Keith. To just come in and take care of it. Because that's normal. You believe for them just like you believe for yourself. And that's okay. And that's normal. And even baby Christians, same way. You can use your faith for them just like it's for yourself. But you can't do that indefinitely. There'll come a time after the Lord has done things for people and done things for people and done things for people. There'll come a time He expects them to believe Him for themselves. And they might like to pretend that that's what they're doing. But a lot of times they're not. They're really counting on you. And you'll find out if they think you're not going to do it. If you see panic. Now you know. They were counting totally on you. So the pastor's with me and he's waiting on me to pray over. and, And we've done this kind of thing before. And he's done this thing many times. I mean. She's like family, but the Lord checked me. Of course, if the Lord checks you and says don't, what can you do? You know he's the boss, don't you? If he says you can't do it, you understand, you can't do it. I don't care how much you love them or what you'd like to do. Then you might wish you had weaned them off of you a little earlier. And they were already used to believing for some things, maybe some small things before something substantial came up. It's kind of tough having to learn how to believe God on something big first time out. Right. And so I said, dear, I said, you've been around this a long time. I said, you you know it's God's will to heal you. You've heard your mom teach on this. and You've heard your dad teach on this. Uh, I suspect you could teach one of these messages as good as them. Yeah, she had done some things. I said, great. Will you just go ahead and pray, receive your healing, and me and your daddy's going to back you up. She looked at us like, huh? No, you pray. And she's just going to lay there and do nothing. I said, no. No, go ahead. And we'll say amen. (laughs) Somebody said, that's mean. No, you're not listening if you think that's mean. I just got through telling you the Lord said I couldn't. You know what that means? That means you can't. I mean, I could have said a bunch of stuff and done a bunch of stuff, but it wouldn't have been a thing. <laughs> and there was alarm in her eyes. She's like, huh? You mean you're really not going to pray? <laughs> well, what does that mean? What does that show? She's totally depending on us. And it was a problem. Well, thank God she got a hold of it and she, she prayed a good prayer. Released her faith. Me and her daddy said, amen. Yes. yes. We agree with you. Wasn't any time at all. She was out of there doing fine. Do you do understand? You cannot carry your kids spiritually and faith-wise indefinitely. Do you understand this? So if you're smart, what will you do? I thank God. My dad, even though he didn't know some of the things that you and I have learned in the Word, the Lord led him this way with us. I mean, his little boys. We'd have some money, and we're going to spend something. You know, we're going to buy some kind of toy. And, uh, you know, I'd look to him sometimes, you know, should I get that? And and he'd say, well, I don't know that it's any count, but it's up to you. And I bought it, and it was a piece of junk. Yeah. <laughs> Play with it one time, and it's for the trash. Well, somebody says, well, why didn't he just step in and protect? No, he did the right thing, because I need to learn for myself. And again and again, he said, well, it's your money. Your money, boy. I I need to be learning how to be led for myself, with a little help from him, a little guidance from he and mom. But learning how you got to let people even make some mistakes. Do you understand now? You got to let people do, and but let them make it on the small stuff and learn, and so they don't have to make it on the big stuff. Sometimes, even though you know just as clear what they should do, you just need to smile and say, "What do you think?" <laughs> well, you tell me. No. I've had people just glare at me when I've told them this before, but they didn't realize that I was doing it out of love, and I was doing it by the leading of the Spirit when I'd look at them and say, Be led. <laughs> Be led. Is that all he knows how to say? Be led. Be led. I could have told myself that. And why didn't you? (laughs) Because it's all too quick. That what they need is out beyond you. It's out beyond what you know. It's out beyond what you can do. It's out beyond what you can provide. And so wean them off of you. And on to the Holy Spirit. Soon as you can. Little things. And then just increase it and increase it. And oh, it'll bless you. It'll bless you. When you'll see that they get it on their own. Instead of asking you. And then they'll come and tell you. And you'll go, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Now you got somebody blossoming into a young man, a young woman. That's going to be kept and spared from problems. And be led the right way. I mean, it's a tragedy. You see, parents. They call it loving their children and they call it protecting them, but they're smothering them and they do everything for, they make every decision, they won't let them be exposed to anything that might tempt them. Did you hear me? Or that they might have to make a decision apart from them. That is not being a good mother. That is not being a good daddy. Are you with me, Christians? why? I've seen individuals like this here they get 17, 18, 19 they're supposed to launch out into the world and they are they can't make any decisions they don't know how to be led they have to call mama 12 times a day to make it through the day it's pitiful and it's dangerous and you know why a lot of parents do it? because of selfish reasons They purposely keep that child dependent on them to make themselves feel important and needed. Are y'all with me, friends? They're afraid of them not needing you. They're supposed to get where they don't need you. (laughs) And you will never be enough for them. Not even half enough for them. When they could have the Holy Ghost. That don't mean that they won't love you. And respect you and appreciate. It won't mean you couldn't speak a word of wisdom or help. Into their life. But they don't need to be dependent on you. Say wean them. them. Say it again. Wean them. them. You know what happens when you wean a baby? Yeah you're going to have a cry. Is that right? <laughs> and what if you run and grab the bottle every time they cry? They will never get weaned. So you're gonna to have to put up with a cry or a whine, as the case might be. But Daddy, Mama. You mean you're not going to? You mean, come on, please, please. And if you say, I can't stand it, that means you're weak. And not a good parent. It ain't because you love them. Because you can't personally tolerate the feeling. It's not about them. It's about you. So I can't stand the way that makes me feel. Well, that ain't about helping them. It's about you. You've got to be willing to tolerate some discomfort. Even them not liking you for a day. You've got to be willing to tolerate it because you love them enough that you know if they don't get this, it can cost them a lot more down the road. Right? And you're willing to tolerate it or take it or put up with it if it will help them. That's real love. Isn't it? Far too much weakness. In parents and Christian leaders. They just give in, give in, give in, give in, give. In, and call it love. And it's not loving them. Say it again. Wean them. them. Offer you. you. onto the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Soon, as you can. Soon as you can. You think that's a good idea? Is that a good idea? Yes. Are they going to need to know how to hear from God before their life is over? Yes. Not through you. Not mama tell me what the Lord said. Not daddy tell me what the Lord said. Hey, you got the Holy Ghost in you. He'll talk to you. You tell me what he's saying. Well, some didn't care much for that. but I'm not taking any of it back. (laughs) I know it's right. And you know why I say it? Because I care about you. I know what can happen. If you let these things go too long and you don't do the right thing, it's going to cost you and you'll regret it and you'll look back and you'll wish you had done differently, but then they'll be in a compromised situation and something they should have been learning for the last 10 years. Now they got a crash course, learn it in a few months. Hmm. That's hard. I said, that's hard. That's hard on them. And they may come crying and begging you, but it's out beyond you now. You can't do it. You don't know how to do it. You're not able to do it. And now they can't look to you. So uh, get on it now. 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 Go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, please. What did Jesus say? Have faith. In mama. (laughs) Because nobody loves you like mama. Everybody else may leave you but mama. Huh? Oh, thank God for mama. Love mama. Let the Lord bless you through mama, but mama's not Jesus. Never will be. Have faith in daddy (laughs) because i can you know i can roll my eyes at daddy (laughs) i can say daddy please (laughs) and he'll just melt he needs to quit i said he needs to quit he needs to be led not by your big brown eyes but by the big holy ghost Say, I thought you was through. I'm, I hoped I was through. <laughs> but if you're not through, you're not through. Right. Have faith in, in Grandma. No. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Have faith in, God. in what? In God. Is Mama God? No. No. Is Daddy God? No. No. <laughs> No, (laughs) nor is grandma or grandpa, not your pastor. Your pastor's not your answer for every spiritual issue and question that could come up in your life and mind. Hmm? He's not God. She's not God. Have faith in God. Somebody say it out loud again. Say, I have faith in God. My confidence, My confidence for, me it through, for me making it through, for me knowing what to do, me, what to do, me, getting, what I need, me getting what I need, is in God. Is in God. My, eyes are on Him. My eyes are on Him. I look to Him. I draw on Him. I depend on Him. My faith, My faith is, in God. is in God. In God. Oh, friend, it'll set you free. Yes, sir. This alone could help homes become better overnight. Yes. Because people are putting pressure on each other. Yes. Give me what I want. Give me what I need. Pulling on each other for money. For stuff, for freedom. Well, I want to be able to get the kind of house I want. Do they look like Jehovah Jireh? Well, I want to be able to do my hobby. And I want to be able to do this. And I want to be able to travel and have some fun in my life. Does she look like El Shaddai? You see what I'm saying? People pull on each other. Don't they? And they put pressure on each other why because they're looking to them to make it happen for me which means your faith's not in God Uh, look in Genesis there's a word it's a big book be led (laughs) see if you get it right then you can help me find it this will be a good exercise for us. Can you stay hooked while somebody's not talking? you know we really do need to learn that. Could we just be quiet and wait on the Lord for a while? Most people not good at that at all and sometimes it's exactly what you need to do and nobody needs to jump up and holler or do anything we just need to wait and be quiet just for a while. Genesis 30. Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children. And Rachel envied her sister. And she said to Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. <laughs> Are you there, Genesis 30? And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, Am I in God's stead? Who's withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Are they having some issues in their relationship? Their marriage. <laughs> well, then that's nothing new about that, then, is it? This is way back. They're God's people, but they're having an issue in their marriage. And why is it? Because one of them is saying, "I need this. Give me this." And the other one said, "Do I look like God?" Say this out loud. Faith Faith puts no pressure pressure on people. people. Say it again. Faith Faith puts no pressure pressure on people. people. One more time. Faith Faith puts no pressure pressure on on people. What does that mean? You're not counting on them to make it happen. So what they do or don't do, that's between them and the Lord. And you don't know whether he's dealing with them about that or not. You just need to back off and look to him. Somebody say, look to him. Look to him. him. You've heard me tell this before, and Phyllis tell this before, but it'll bear repetition. Some years ago, we traveled so much by commercial. Somebody said, you think you're too good to ride commercial? I reckon not. We did it for 20 years. (laughs) Of course not. But hey, when you find a better way, you know, why don't you ride the bus? (laughs) You could save money and put it in the gospel. (laughs) See, people are such hypocrites by the stuff they say. But uh, it was one of those situations where we're we're supposed to be at this place that night. I'm speaking. And there's a lot of people uh, in the auditorium. They're waiting for their speaker to get there. And I had already done something that day, so we couldn't leave a lot earlier. And, man, we got there, and uh, something had happened, and the flights were canceled. And I mean that place was wall-to-wall people, because a lot of them should have already been out of there, but they weren't, so it's just backing up. And, man, you're just shoulder-to-shoulder. And this was back when uh, everybody still smoked everywhere, and the place was full of smoke and sweat. And, and uh, <laughs> the... uh the men and women behind the ticket counters were catching it. Everybody was unhappy and uncomfortable and they were just letting these guys have it. Men they're just railing on them. I said, I've got to be such and such. A, I've, you know, I've got a, a wedding. I've got a business deal. I've got that. And they're just putting pressure on these people. I've paid good money. What are you going to do about it? Now, let's just stop right here. What, why are they doing that? Because they don't have faith. Because faith puts no pressure on people. Are they pressuring these people? Why? They are looking to them to fix this. They're looking to them to meet my needs. They're looking to them. And I, say, well, that's what I paid good money for. I expect them to do it. Wrong, wrong, wrong. God uses people. To do things and involved in things to help you. Don't ever let yourself look to them that you are counting on them to make it happen. It's always wrong. They can't do anything. Unless the Lord would grace them to do it and allow them to do it. Man, they were cussing, calling people names, chewing people out. It was bad. It was bad. Phyllis and I were way back in the line. So the moment we heard that, you know what we did? We prayed and mostly just thank God for what we had already prayed. Thank you, Lord. Lord, this is your meeting. It's your people. And we believe you are well able to get us there, or get whatever that needs to be done. We ask you for favor. We ask you for grace. We ask you to work this thing out. Show us what to do. Show them what to do. And now what's it time to do? It. It's time to get in faith and thank him. And no looking to people, right? Looking to Him. Who are we counting on to make this happen? We should be counting on Him. If we're counting on Him, will we treat these people wrong? No, because we're not counting on them. Hope this is not too simple for you tonight. This is important. Well, Phyllis had her tickets in her hand. I'm behind her. We come up to the counter. And uh, she looks at the guy. She says, he looked like I saw a poster one time. Where this person that had their hair sticking up in every direction. And their eyes were bloodshot. And the caption said, I've got one nerve left. And you're on it. This guy looked like that. And we stepped up and he was like, what? Well, he'd been cussed out a half a dozen times since we'd been there. And uh, Phyllis said, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that you're having to deal with this. You know, sometimes people that are in a rush to go minister to people treat people bad. Isn't this a people? God called me to minister to people. Now get out of my way. I got to go minister to some people. (laughs) It's happened too many times. Rude, pushy, demanding that's the people. That's who you're called to. And she was kind and nice. And I'm backing her up, you know. <laughs> We're believing. And uh, she said, uh, I'm sorry, you're having to deal with this. And he said some kind of remarks. And, and she said, uh, he said, what do you need? And she said, well, here's our tickets. And, and uh, just tell us what you, what you know, what you can do. And he said, well, there's nothing that can be done. And he took him and he click, 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 click. And he, he said, because all the, uh, the the flights are canceled, and da 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 and all these people think that, you know, that I can make airplanes jump in the sky, and and, and, and I don't control the weather, and click, 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 click. And I mean, he just rattling on. And she said, I know, I'm sorry. We know this is not your fault. We're sorry that you're having to deal with that. And he kind of looked up. He hadn't heard that. He said, well. Let me see, but there's nothing can be done. He starts clicking, 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 clicking. He said, "Hmm, click, 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 click. Hmm, click, 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 click. I don't know how they can do so much clicking on them things. I mean, he he typed for five minutes, seemed like, and then he said, "Where's your bags?". We said, "Right here." He said, "Come follow me." He put his little thing up on the counter. And we thought, man, you talk about some looks from the crowd. We, people were staring holes through us like, what did you do? What did you do? You gave him money, didn't you? What did you do? What did you do? You could just feel it. And just the tension, people, everybody's looking at us like, where are they going? Where are they going? And he said, follow me. And so we're trailing along behind him and, and it said uh, authorized personnel only. We went through there, and then it said no entrance. We went through there, and <laughs> we're just trailing along behind him. And trailing along behind him, we got on this jetway. We went down, and there's a plane there with the APU running. We went in, sat down in first class. We didn't pay for first class. He said, "I think you'll be there in time." We said, "Thank you." And we did thank him, but you know most of all who we're thanking? Because he couldn't have done anything, unless the Lord had helped. And then he looked at us, he said, you know those people before you that were so rude? He said, they didn't know it, but I could help them or hurt them. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make sense to cuss out the one person that can help you. I've had people, you know, ministers contact the office, want me to come speak for them. In their conference, want me to come hold a meeting for them. And we're saying sorry, but we're not available. And there's been times that they have uh, talked bad and mean to our staff and our personnel and chewed them out. Well, why won't he come? Why don't he think this? And why won't he do that? Well, I guess they're going to chew out my staff and I'm going to go, yeah, I want to come now. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this stuff just doesn't make any sense, does it? So it's not being Christian about it. Tell me again. Faith puts no pressure on people. Who are we counting on to get us to our meeting? Not the airline. Not the man behind the counter. Come on. Not the pilots. Not the mechanics. Are you listening? Not the weatherman. Who are we counting We're counting on. Have faith in God. And when you do have your faith in Him, your eyes are on Him. That's who you're counting on. That's who you're depending on and trusting in. And you will not be disappointed. And you're not looking at people. You're not pulling on them. You're not pushing on them. Thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph. Thanks be unto God, who gives us the victory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Did I say for us to go to Hebrews? Why don't let's go there now. Hebrews 11. You know what's in Hebrews 11? You know what's in the first part of Hebrews 11? You know what's in the middle of Hebrews 11? You know what's at the end of Hebrews 11? Faith, 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 faith. You get tired of hearing about faith? If you know anything about it, you don't. Man, I like faith. You like faith? Oh, I like faith. You know who really likes faith? God. God. Faith is real, faith is tangible. Faith alters your countenance and the tone of your voice and the way you see everything and the way you deal with everything. It does. And as you learn more about it, you see it in other people. And it's like a secret club. <laughs> Without the decoder ring. They don't have to show you the ring. You just see the faith and go, ah, ah, yeah. Yeah? Faith, yeah. Phyllis and I were in a meeting this a number of years ago. A missionary was speaking at night. He came out, he spoke about five minutes. I leaned over, I said, I like him. She said, he just got started. How do you know? I said, he's got faith. She said, how do you know? I said, I can hear it. He's got faith. And sure enough, as the sermon went on, you could tell. That's faith. People of faith are not beggars. They're not pushing and pulling on other people. They won't believe it can't be done. They won't believe it can't happen for them. They'll just smile at you so sweetly and walk away, but not be moved at all. You can tell them there ain't no way you can be healed, and they'll say, well, thank you for your time, but they won't believe it at all, and they'll go away, and they'll say, well, there is no cure, and there's no help, and you can't live, and they'll look up and go, I know who to go to there's nothing too hard for you and they'll trust him and they'll look to him and they'll hold on to him and not quit and not give up and doesn't make any difference what anybody says or does because their faith wasn't in them. But see, when somebody comes and tells you something and they say, I'm sorry, but we can't loan you the money and you go into depression for two weeks, what do we know? Your faith was totally in them. That's you wouldn't have got depressed like that. You wouldn't have got down like that. So many times when it comes to physical things, people say, well, believe with me for a good report. Why? What's the big deal about that? So many times the reality is they're not going to believe they're healed. Until and unless they get that report. So there's no faith involved. They're walking by sight just like some mother that never even got saved. I mean the report could be good and be a mistake. <laughs> we got our good report. And then you die the next day. The Bible reads the same. Yes, sir. Come on, the Bible reads the same. No matter what the test said, or didn't say, or what the result was, or wasn't, the Bible reads the same. And if your faith is in that, then it's not going to change. No matter what. Did I lose somebody on this? No matter what. You don't want to just believe for the report. You want to believe in Him. You want to believe in Him who is your healer. Who took your infirmities. Who bore your sicknesses. Who carried your pains before there was anything to make a report. Come on now. And it's going to be the same no matter what the thing says. And if you get a bad report, I know that's not going to make you happy. But it shouldn't shatter you either. I said it shouldn't shatter you because your faith wasn't in that to start with. Your faith is in Him, your healer. And you're going to believe the same thing. You'll smile and you'll be courteous. And they'll wonder why you didn't fall apart. And you go out in the car. And if you need to, you roll up your window and you shout and go, glory to God, I'm still healed. I don't care what they say. (laughs) They don't know everything. And miracles happen all the time. I'm not moved by this. Now, don't be rude. Don't be ugly. Somebody's trying to help you, and they're using their talents, and they're using their knowledge. Be courteous. You're the one who came to them, asking them to help. Be courteous. Don't say, I rebuke you. <laughs> that gives the rest of us a bad name. <laughs> Come on. Have some smart. You're the one came to them. Asking them to help. They're telling you what they know. You should have known for you went in there. They don't know everything and can't do everything. You should have known that already. So you shouldn't be shocked if they look at you and say, I don't know. Or we can't do it. You're still not going to fall off your chair. We had person after person after person after person tell us we couldn't do this church. Minister and financial. People in banking. People in this, people in that. I don't mean one or two. How many, Phyllis? 20? 15? No, you can't. No way. You can't. No, we won't. No, you can't. No, you won't. How many does it take for you to get depressed? <laughs> Three? Three? How about three experts that say no, and absolutely no, and no way, and another expert, I'm sorry but no, we can't, no, we can't, no, we can't, another one, no, we can't, another one, I'm sorry but no, 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 we're not up to 10 yet. (laughs) And you see Christians, they start getting upset with the people. Well, they do it for other people. Don't focus on the people. They weren't your source yesterday. They won't be your source tomorrow. Come on. Don't do it. Can you see how liberating it is when you actually begin to really have faith in God? You quit looking to people. You quit pulling on people. You quit demanding of people. You quit begging people. You quit pestering people. You quit bothering people. You quit calling people. And you start looking to Him with whom nothing... Is too hard or impossible. You look to him. And you rely completely on him. And you trust entirely on him. Because he's permanent. He's secure. He's unchanging. He's unfailing. He will support you. He can do it. Somebody say I trust him. I trust him. I look to him. I depend on him. And not, man. and not man. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise Him just a little bit. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, I praise you. 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 Oh, I praise you. I praise you. Tell Him you trust Him. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I rely on you. I depend on you. Oh, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I trust you. I depend on you. I'm looking to you. Somebody said out loud man's not my healer, man's not my savior, man's not my protector, man's not my provider. You are. You are. I look to you. You know, you can see this in our government right now. Everybody's looking for a savior. Save us. You save us. You save us. They can't. I said they can't. Nobody's that big. Except God. You put your trust in a man or a woman. You count on them. Put all your confidence in them for to make it happen. You're going to be disappointed. If not now, tomorrow. That's just the way it is. Go to Jeremiah, please. Have faith in God. There's a lot in that phrase, isn't there? Well, Jesus said it, you know. Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17 and 5. Thus saith the Lord. Cursed be the man that trusts in man, and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. Millions of people are in this place right now. There are millions of people. It's sad. In our country, they don't want God. They don't believe in God. They don't want God. Well, what are they counting on then to make it through? They're counting on people. And if you're doing that, the Bible says you're cursed. What does that mean? That means everything you do is not going to go. When you're cursed, you're doomed to fail. No matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you push you press and fight and get four steps forward, you're going to be knocked back six. That's cursed. You work, 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 and get the deal through, and somebody's going to swoop in and take the money. That's cursed. Aren't you glad you're not cursed? (laughs) Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. He became a curse for us So that what? So that the blessing, the blessing of Abraham could come on us by faith. Is that what it says? By faith. Through faith. Somebody said out loud, I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. Now let's, all the scripture has to go together. Will you be blessed looking to man and depending on man and forgetting about the Lord and leaving him out of it? No, you can't be. You can't help but be cursed. Oh, but read to verse 7. Verse 7. Verse seven's my verse. How about you? Amen. That other one, that's somebody else's verse. That's not mine. But verse 7 is my verse. Is it your verse too? Amen. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. That word hope means expectation. Who are we counting on to get this done? Who are we counting on? We're looking. Our confidence. We're expecting it to happen. And why? Not because of them. Not because of them. Not because of that. Because of Him. Our eyes are on Him. you got to tune everything else out. Because people will tell you you can't. I mean, right and left and front and back, they'll tell you, you can't, you can't, no, no way, no how. During the uh, remodeling of this property, Phyllis, how many times did you hear, we can't? (laughs) And Dave, suppliers, vendors, we said, we want this by this time. And it's a, huh, what? We're booked three months out. We need this. We need that. We want to have this. By when? Well, how about today? They'd laugh. What? And I mean, before the day was over, call back and say, we just had something clear up. You need us to there tomorrow? How many times did this happen? Not once, not twice. I don't know how many times this happened. Day after day after day. But what if we just said, well, they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when we'd have got in here. My mother used to tell us boys. We'd be out working in the garden or something. Do this and do that. We'd look at them and go, we can't. She said, boys, can't never could do nothing. You ever heard that one? I guess that's a good southern. Can't never could. I know that's not good English, but it put a move on us. Can't, (laughs) Can't never could do that. Get to it. How many know it? You say you can't, you let them tell you you can't, you're done. I know another verse. (laughs) Philippians 4, 13. You know about that verse? I, I can. I can. That's way different from I can't. I can do all things through Christ. Through who? Who are we counting on to help us with this? Not Man. Through Christ, which strengthens me. Amen. Phyllis did you a good service during that time. She helped oversee a lot of the things during that time, and, and I'm telling you what, when they, they could tell her five times with exclamation points, we can't, no way, no how. It moved her not at all. She just smiling like, uh huh. <laughs> Call somebody else, <laughs> or give them a few minutes. Uh, and I mean it happened over and over and over and over. When the Lord tells you to do something, come on now. There will be people come out of the woodwork to tell you you can't. And they'll tell you why you can't and why somebody else couldn't and how five other people failed and there was no way. And if you listen to them and if you look to them and if you were counting on them to make it happen, you're going to be sad, you're going to be dejected, you're going to be disappointed and it'll be your fault. Because you never should have looked to them to start with. You never should have counted on to start with to fix everything. Verse 7 is whose verse? Whose verse is it? It's my verse. Your verse. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. That's who we're looking to. That's who we count. counting on. Keep reading. Verse 8. Describes this whole church. He shall be as a tree. Who will be? Who will be? Because you're doing what? You're not counting on a man. Including your family. I know you love them. I know they love you. But they're not enough. You're counting on somebody big, 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 bigger. Bigger. (laughs) He'll be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not even see when the heat comes. When bad economy won't even know it. People say, man, it's hot out here. You go, really? Right. <laughs> man, it's bad. Oh, the economy's so bad. I have to remind myself that there are troubles in the economy. Some of you didn't like that. You should do the same. I said you should do the same. It's up to you whether you participate in this or not. I'm talking about the bad times, the bad economy. You can just choose not to participate. You can just let it go all the way through and recover and get better. And people go, man, it was bad. You go, well, if you say so. It's going pretty good for us during that time, but we don't want to rub it in. Uh, we're not counting on the Republicans. We're not counting on the Democrats. We're not counting on the independents. My hope is not in the president. I pray for him. I thank God. I'm leaving him to help him. But he is not my provider. Never was. Never will be. Come on now. No. I had somebody the other day said, Well, when you don't know what to do and when you need something, who do you call and talk to? They wanted a name of a man. I don't have one. I mean, long ago I got to where people couldn't take care of what I was believing for. (laughs) I learned it was just a lot better. Just go straight to the source. Because you can. Can you go straight to the source? You don't have to go through somebody. You can go straight to the source. Come boldly. Come on, anybody in here awake now. You come boldly before the throne of grace. That's you. You. Not you and somebody else. Just you by yourself. Come right on up to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find, get grace to help in the time of need. And he's more than enough. I'm telling you, his grace is sufficient. And he's more than enough. If. You look to him and just him. Now he may use men. He will use men and women on all kind of things. And thank God for them and thank God for their obedience. But they weren't your source and they won't be your source. They're just somebody God used and you thank God for them. But (laughs) when you need something next time, you're sure not going to call them. I don't care if they got it or not. That's not the point. He'll be like a tree. Planted by the waters, spreads out her roots by the river, shall not even see when the heat comes. I'm happy about that right now. I mean when the heat comes and other stuff is withering withering and dying and falling out the ground. you flourishing I said, you're flourishing? Because you're, how many know the tree that is planted by the river? That's right. Your roots have gone down in the ground, but they worked around, and the end of your root is actually in the stream. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're not having to suck out a little moisture out of the dirt. You have tapped in to the liquid H2O. Oh, come on now, you your root is in the stream and how many know there's more water flowing in that river than you could ever suck up in 10,000 lifetimes and so when other stuff is drying up and brittle and failing and falling you don't even see the heat am I reading the Bible tonight yes, sir. You don't even see the heat and her leaf shall be green, 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 Green. which also happens to be the color of money. (laughs) Somebody say green everywhere, green, green everywhere, (laughs) green everywhere, green everywhere, not red. green that puts you in the black and shall not be careful in the year of drought we're not going to start rationing don't need to stockpile and hide food under the bed we tapped into the river how many of that river is going to be there tomorrow going to be there next week it's going to be there next 10 years going to be there the rest of our life, rest of our life, rest of our life. People say, well, you better, you better do this or that. Are you trying to put fear in me? Because I'm not going to receive it. You can stockpile stuff up on 10 acres of your land and it can go south and somebody come up with a pistol and make you give it all to them. In a day, (laughs) I'm going to save up all my gold. I'm going to save up all my this or that. Same thing, same thing. You can save it up, hide it, and things go bad, and people say, You know that guy up there's got gold in his house? And you be the first one that bites the dust. What are you saying? I'm saying you're going to have to believe God either way you go. Is that right? I mean, there is no such thing as preparing for every contingency and having every base covered and being prepared for everything. Impossible. I said impossible. Impossible. If it's down here, it can rust. Moth can corrupt it. Thieves can break through and steal. Jesus said so. But when God supplies all your needs... Not according to your shrewd preparation. But according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. That's going to be there. No matter what happens. Or does not happen. That is going to be unchanged. And that's what we're trusting in. That's what we're counting on. That's what we're depending on. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Like a tree. Planted by the waters, spreads out her roots. Somebody say, That's me, that's me. By the river, won't even see when heat comes. But her leaf shall be green, shall not be careful in the year of drought. What does that mean? Shall not be careful. Not going to be stingy, not going to be hiding and hoarding. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Hey, not only am I well cared for, we're getting the gospel out. Getting the gospel out, bearing spiritual fruit. Not only are we fed, we can help feed other people. Come on now, no matter what's going on, because we tapped into the river that never will dry up. Never, never will dry up. Can't dry up. Never will run out or even run low. Stand up on your feet. Say it out loud. My supply. My source source shall never run low, never run out, never, never, Never. 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 no, never. never. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, just praise him a little bit, saints. Oh, Father, we bless you, we praise you. Hallelujah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh Father, we thank you, we thank you, we praise you. We will not be in lack. We will not do without. We will not come up short. But we will be fed. We will be well supplied. We will be well cared for. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm like a tree. I'm planted by the rivers of water. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today, free of charge, by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.